This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, the place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Hey, lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Cat. All right, so it's no secret because I've talked about this a million times, but I'm 31 with a baby face of 23. <laughs> Thank you to all the powers of work in this universe for keeping me looking young. <laughs> I would also attribute that to myself as being a wild woman. Mm. <laughs> Not a crazy woman. Let me correct that in your mind. My dad says that I have a really good head on my shoulders, but I most definitely identify as wild. And this expression of a woman is fully expressed in ownership of herself, her actions, her desires, her pleasure, who dresses however the fuck she wants to, who's unlocked her vocal potential to speak for what she feels and needs, who dances, sings, creates from her embodied power, and who recognizes the epic value of supporting other women in her life. This is a woman who is unfuckwithable. And I could not have done this had I not met the most epic women who are currently in my life, showing me that it was possible to be just that. Prior to my lady tribe, <laughs> the most wild I ever got was getting drunk in a small town, Missouri, belting out TLC songs out the window of an Uber and dialing ex-boyfriends to see what was up. Yeah, super sexy. <laughs> those memories of my of our past selves like really gratitude gratitude of our growth is all I have to say (laughs) because it's brought me to this incredible human that is sitting right next to me oh my god ah she's so cute such a good intro like (laughs) (laughs) I've got a woman here who can help you feel things that you didn't even know that you could (laughs) and I've been so fortunate to have her on my lady team for a while. But before we get to Rachel, ladies, if you've been wanting to finally meet your wild self and step into a world that is free of all the heaviness and the constriction of your past messages to claim your power and your pleasure, I want to invite you to come rewild with me in the Mayan jungle. Yes! Undone is taking over Tulum for six days to unlock, undo, and unleash your most primal and pleasurable self. Embodiment practices, deep dive into understanding your erotic map, song vocal activation, and so much juiciness more. <laughs> Check out undoneyoga.com slash retreats for more information. I also want to thank all of you for tuning in. I want to thank you for all your reviews that helped me to gain points in the podcast stratosphere. Thank you for sharing with your best friend. Thank you for sharing with your Instagram followers. Thank you for letting me know how this info has rocked your sex world. It's literally my pleasure. (laughs) 
because my goal here is to get you to eat, play, and sex better. And if you haven't already, please head to eatplaysex.com where you can subscribe to the show, connect with me, and read more about how you can uplevel your sex, love, and vitality. Now, my loves, I'm so stoked to introduce you, my super sexy and inspiring friend, <laughs> Rachel Pringle. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> You're over there super titillated. And <laughs> I, I, be like, <laughs> I had to close my eyes just so I could like really like take it in fully. I was just like... Oh, this is so good. Take me in, Rachel. Yes. <laughs> as deep as you can go. Yes. I'm super, super honored to be here. I'm excited that you're here. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone who is listening to this podcast, like this woman is phenomenal. She is an artist. She's a coach. She's a leader in the women's empowerment, teaching sensuality, embodiment, and sacred intimacy. She is the founder of Wild Woman Workshops and and the author of Wild Open. Like all this wild. We're talking wild today. Oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Getting wild in my kitchen. Yes. (laughs) I just realized that I'm like, I'm really quite obsessed with the word wild. I guess, but well, I, th- I love what you said in the beginning of the intro of like wild used to mean something so derogatory when yeah. we were younger. It's like being on like the bar, doing shots, like sleeping with people maybe you shouldn't have slept with mm-hmm. and to like rewire and rewild ourselves is like s- like full permission liberation. It is liberation. Yeah. And that's my word for this year is liberation. Fuck full yes. on liberation. Yes. Yeah. Claiming that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my that was my intention for Burning Man last year, and that's obviously our year starting. That's our real year starting. So yeah, that yeah. resonates super deeply. Yeah, New Year's does not start on June no. <laughs> January first. <laughs> it starts when the man burns. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, all right, happy New Year, yes. everyone. Hope uh-huh. it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You know what I love about your work? You combine everything from like psychology to quantum physics mm. to intimacy work to Tantra, and you make it so accessible to mm. everyone. And in your workshops, which lovers, if you haven't gone to one of these, and especially if you're in the LA area, although I've, I've attended your workshops in other places as mm-hmm. well, um, including Burning Man, yes. <laughs> where there's wild human. Wow. That was crazy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but she, her workshops are just like this, this incredible somatic experience of like experiential, like moving through your emotions and primal screams and Mm. like drawing up these past images. And it's like, by the end of it, I was a fucking puddle like (laughs) of tears. I was like drowning in my own tears. Like, (laughs) I love myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, yeah right yes (laughs) totally oh my god thank you I I it's so interesting I I realize that um I love that concept of you you teach what you most need to learn Mm. right and I take full responsibility for the fact that like my way even in my human design is like a three five my way of integrating and understanding myself is to express to mm. my community mm. and to share with people because when I share, then I, I, that's my full integration. And so the everything, I was obsessed with psychology when I was younger and then I went straight into quantum physics and I've always been so fascinated. And then it was like, 
sexuality is mm-hmm. is the the abyss of endless knowledge, wisdom, and liberation. And once I reached that, I was like, oh yeah, like if I feel this, everyone must feel this. And so how do I share this more and more and more and more and more? And if I if I do share, I have to be embodied in mm. order to share. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. There's no way around it. Like we can be spitting out intellectual jargon. Gargan? Jargon. 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 Yeah, yeah, that was right. <laughs> I sound so smart now. <laughs> but if it's not embodied, it doesn't really land, you know? It it doesn't... It's almost like... Um, I had Sophia Sundari on mm-hmm. um, a couple of episodes ago, and she was like, you know, this is transmissions. Mm-hmm. This is um, when you embody it, you're showing people how possible it is, and you are transmitting that information to them mm-hmm. by modeling but if you're just preaching, yeah. just spitting out information, it it remains information. It and remains cognitive. And you can feel the difference. Yeah. It's like, it's a stark difference. Yeah. 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 So I'd be curious because, uh, you know, as, as we were talking about your erotic poetry book, mm-hmm. Wild Open, and we'll get to that in a bit. I'm so, oh my God, I'm like obsessed with it. Yay! I'm like, I'm like putting tabs on, oh my God, this one's my favorite. Oh no, no, no. This, this one's one. my favorite. <laughs> and this one, and I'm just like wet over here. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but what do you think, how would you describe to people the difference between sensuality and eroticism? Oh my God. God, that is such a good question. (sighs) Sensuality, I feel, is... It feels to me very... It's embodied, and Mm. it is about the body, and it's in, in the body of the movement of sensuality. It's like... You know, when I think about sensuality, I, th- I imagine my body moving. And when I think mm-hmm. about eroticism, it's like taking it's like taking it to the next level of of really bringing in our our mind and our thoughts of like the things that mm. we're maybe not supposed to be turned on by. So and like sexual. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And like bringing that into the body. Like when I think of sensuality, I think of real softness and mm. like, and, and I love that aspect of myself, but eroticism is like, felt like, <laughs> yeah. And freedom <laughs> and like, okay, this thing that I'm not supposed to turn, be turned on by is turning me on. And what does it look like for me to go in there? Mm. You know, like, What's in that door? Let's go in. Yeah, let's go in. I'm going to go to Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was a great fucking question. Yeah. So you're, so the type of work that you do, you help women to both embody themselves and be in their senses, but then you also say, hey, let's take it deeper yeah. and add in the sexual element into it and some of these places where we may be afraid of. A thousand percent, because I, I feel like, when we're younger, we have these feelings, we have these ideas, we have these fantasies and these notions, and then we, we try them out. And a lot of the time we end up being shamed or blamed or guilted mm. or shunned. Um, and so immediately we kind of sh- ten- have a tendency to shut that down. Right. Mm. And so there's this re-meeting eroticism now is like, is detangling our, our like guilt and shame around these these feelings of being turned on and it is dark, you know, and, and what about when we see something that it could, could be categorized as, you know, 
dark or demeaning or whatever. And like, you're turned on. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. And can we go into that place in our, in our mind and, and understand ourselves versus just immediately pushing it away, which I think most of us do. Mm -hmm. I definitely did that in my past. Yeah. I was going to ask, have you always been this way that you like, yeah. <laughs> let me just describe this image of you. She's like gl literally glowing and it might just be the light from out the window. I don't know. <laughs> and her epically gorgeous skin, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but have you always been this way or is this something that you had to go through and learn yourself? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, when I was younger, I was very connected to my sexuality and very connected to my radiance. And my dad always had, he had like Playboy and Penthouse all over the house. It was just, we were very, <laughs> we were a very liberated house. I was, I was like a very like nudist child. Yeah. And that was all, all fe felt incredibly safe to me. Yeah. And I remember being young and loving reading like, uh, Penthouse stories. What? Um, yeah. Like, you know, that in the beginning of the magazine, they had those like erotic stories basically. And I used to love reading those as when I was younger. And so I was definitely curious about that inner world. And I was masturbating at a super young age. And yeah. then once I started experimenting, it took me a while to lose my virginity. But once I started experimenting with sex, then I was met with these, you know, feelings of, of shame and blame and guilt and projections. And, um, because I was very, very much in my power and, mm. you know, take full responsibility for the fact that I definitely was, um, abusing my power because, you know, it was new to me and I had to figure out my boundaries by using it and experience, experiencing it. And then I had a few instances that just, um, shut me down, oh, wow. you know, when I was young and it was like, I was aware of the part of me that was like, I'm curious, I'm, I'm experimenting, I'm learning. Um, and then, you know, a few of those looks, you know, a few of those words just eventually mm -hmm. built up and got to me and mm -hmm. I just like shut it off and I went, you know, more into spirituality. And I think a lot of us who have the tendency when we get into spirituality to go towards the light and we deem mm. these parts of ourselves as bad. Yeah. So I had to really, really learn, relearn how to, to experience myself in that way. Wow. I love what you just said about these words, you, you know, these words that we get or these looks that we get, because those people don't understand that that is trauma Super. in our, in our mind. Mm -hmm. And in regards to how the brain reacts to those situations, it's short, short circuits. Mm -hmm. Like we oftentimes look at trauma and we think, you know, um, uh, PTSD from the war mm -hmm. or sexual assault or something, but we don't realize that somebody rejected us or somebody looked yeah. at us or said words and causes that in the body. And then we connect it to a scenario and then we make the scenario or the, or the action or whatever it was bad. Yeah. Instead of like, I remember I had an, I had an ex whom I was with, who, who I was pretty in love with. And I hadn't been in love in, in, in quite a long time. And he asked me one day how many people I had slept with and I, and I lied and told him a lower number. And I said the number and it was just like his whole facade changed. And that was it. It was the end of our relationship. And that was like the last kind of like straw for me because mm -hmm. I was just, it was again, enough looks, enough words that made mm -hmm. me feel like this part of me was too much, um, was not safe, was, uh, was dirty, was, yeah. was whatever those words. And it was just like, when, when you have a lack of communication, 
which at that time I didn't, I wasn't in my conscious communication. I couldn't ask what it is that you, you know, I just associated like, okay, this part of me is bad. So I need to turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I've been on, that reminds me of a date I was on recently (laughs) and he was, you know, he was like fascinating. I was a sex therapist and he, and he was like, so does that mean like you have a lot of sex? And I'm like, I'm like, that's subjective. <laughs> like, what do you mean by a lot? And in my head, I was like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> because it, and people don't understand these subtle nuances or these, the way that people ask things and how that can be received by another, mm-hmm. you know, uh, projecting this judgment and yeah. how that. And of course, now at this age, I can look back on those experiences and understand where they're coming from yeah. and be like, oh, it wasn't about me necessarily. Like, yeah, I, I was in my integrity in all those situations. It was just, I was experiencing their fear and like, and I'm grateful because it it led me to this journey. But yeah, those experiences when you're younger, like mm, they yeah. create something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think that, um, is, is this something that you practice? Like you've, you have practices, right? Yeah. What did you do this morning? What did you do this morning to get into your eroticism? This, well, <laughs> this, since I had a quite a quick morning, I, uh, I did my breath work as soon as I like woke up. I have a, I have like a physical movement practice right when I wake up, I drink a big glass of water and I I get into, um, cat cow Mm -hmm. and I do a lot of like moving of the hips and like, that's like something I do every morning. It just like helps open my body and move the energy. And, and I'm like, a lot of the day I'm in a squat. It's a physical thing, but I like, I spend a lot of the time opening a squat and, and like focusing my energy to make sure that that pelvic floor is in a relaxed state. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. And then I do my breath work. Like today I only did, I only did like 11 minutes of breath work cause mm-hmm. I had a short amount of time, but that was always like, that's still good. Yeah. yeah. But on a longer day, um, the, I do those things. And then when, after breath work, when I'm in meditation, my, the hip rocking is like, and the subtle body breath are like my two most activating things mm-hmm. for me is just like, I'm immediately wet. <laughs> so that's exactly, so put your coffee away, mm-hmm. everyone put your coffee away <laughs> and get on the floor mm-hmm. and start breathing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that wild to think about how we can, how the energy is already within us. Yeah. Uh, so like you have a morning practice, yeah. how long have you been practicing? Cause this isn't, as you were saying, you know, this is something that was natural for you, but mm-hmm. then it, then it got cut off or just more inhibited. Mm-hmm. And then you stepped more into it again, but you had to do practices for yeah, it. Absolutely. I, I've been now pretty steeped in it for about six and a half years. Uh, it was really when I met Johan, who's my husband, that he was so committed to his practice that it was just a beautiful foundation to, to, Mm. we just created that time together. And I went to like, you know, some workshops and things. I just moved to LA, but it was really about reconnecting first to my body through Mm -hmm. those things like the hip rocking and the subtle body breath and like really putting my awareness and attention and focus on my pelvic floor and my cervix and opening Mm -hmm. that space and then forming a, a relationship with my inner voice you know, through meditation, I started to cultivate that connection Mm -hmm. and, and 
listen to her and ask her for guidance. And it's like in Tantra, in eroticism, the, the reoccurring theme for me is always like slow down. Yeah. When you slow down and when you listen, she's like, breathe deeper here and like touch here. And it's like, that's for me what the journey has has been. It's like more, more time, more like really mm. elongating every moment. And like, can I touch my skin in a way that is bringing my full awareness to every single movement. Mm -hmm. Like, especially when I put oil on after a shower, instead of like, we're like, where are we rushing to go? Why don't we rush in the shower? It's like, we're like, I'm going to wash my felt myself so fast. You know, I'm like, slow the fuck down. I'm, I'm speaking to myself. Cause this was a pattern. Like I'm a really quick showerer. Yeah. And just oh, like, me too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slow down and like put, put intention. And then the, the, I think the most powerful practice when I first started was the self-love meditation. Mm -hmm. It was like reprogramming my inner dialogue around my body mm. and around which I have, which I use, oh, by the way. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. La ladies and gentlemen and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that meditation really became a part of my practice of like, yeah, it's all about this inner dialogue that we have and how if we speak so negatively to ourselves, we contract in the body, we tense and yeah. we're way less sensitive yeah. than if we speak kind and like allows us to open and expand. Yeah. I mean, that, that was like, I've always been even during these periods of being shamed and whatever around my sexuality, like I've always been a super positive person. I've always mm. really loved myself. I've always been really confident. And then when I started doing this practice and going deeper in, mm. I, I was like, I touched upon these layers of myself that were like starving for my love and affection. And the first, I, I think probably the first eight months or so, I cried all the time mm. doing it because it was just my body. Just like you said, that's what it is. Your body's in contraction and, and it's not like just open. It's like, mm -hmm. no, see me in my pain, love my pain. And then I will open for you, mm -hmm. you know? And it was like, it was super, that, that changed my whole life. Mm. That changed my whole life because I, I wasn't even aware that I was, um, holding that energy towards myself. Wow. Mm -hmm. I'm even seeing how that can influence sexuality too. Like how often do we just force, whether it's a toy, whether it's a dick, whether it's, you know, like hand, whatever it is yeah. into our body and our body's not ready to receive it. And it's as if it, it's like a, um, um, breaking a boundary or, you know, like, um, not honoring. Yeah. And, and breaking a relationship to self. Oof. That's, that was the thing, right? You're absolutely right. It's totally directly correlated. It's like when we, the majority of the time when we're angry, um, like at something, it's because we went against ourself. Mm-hmm. And mm. we, or we compromise or whatever the thing is. So when we can start with first working with our own connection to self, then it can parlay into our sexual relationship of like, you know, with my husband, I will, I'm very, luckily now, it wasn't like that in the beginning, very direct about like, hold, let me breathe into this space. Let me open into this space. And then, okay, now let's go further, mm. you know? And he, he wants that too. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? But we're like, we're programmed to think that, that we're not allowed to speak up about what, what it is that we need. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fucking crazy. And how do so, cause you help women to activate their voices as mm-hmm. well. In what ways should you be able to ask those things? I think as women, we've been conditioned to put up with discomfort, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how, would, how do you help women to unlock that for themselves? Well, I think, um, yeah, you're right. We're, we have totally been conditioned. And again, just like you said in the intro, which I thought was so fucking amazing, is like we, when we associate wild, we think of crazy, a girl who screams, a girl who like is too much, too this, too that, mm. too is in front of every word. <laughs> yeah. And I, I definitely carried that, but I, I've, and luckily, Johan was so encouraging of my vocals. Mm-hmm. And I remember in my acting class, that was the, my favorite part. Cause it was like to release these, when you go back to somatic healing, to release these contractions and these wounds and these traumas that live in our body, there's nothing more powerful than, than movement and then vibrational voice. Like mm-hmm. that is just the, 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 the mother of it all. When you, that's why when you're angry, like, you know, or something happens, scream, don't Mm -hmm. point that scream towards the person, but like, and do it responsibly, but Mm -hmm. like, let that energy out. Mm -hmm. It wants to be out. Like it wants to, if not, it will literally build a home in our bodies, (laughs) you know? So it's like uh, this, the re what I, how I developed this practice was from an acting class. And we would, at the beginning of every class, we would do chair work and she would take us through these series of things and we would express. And it was like, a lot of people come like, well, I'm not angry right now. I'm like, well, you have been, can you think of one time that you've been angry in your life? And even then they're like, oh, I'm, I don't know. It's like, they're so, we're so conditioned to keep it shut down. Mm. And so I, especially in that part of the workshop or one-on-one, I really push people. Mm -hmm. I'm like fucking scream, like own your rage because then you can free it. And then your body is open. You know, it's like, and and it is that real, like guttural, like screaming with your Mm -hmm. whole being, opening up that solar plexus and like (sighs) being an animal. It's like, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's so freeing and it's also directly connected to orgasm, right? Like, I tell our listeners about that. Yeah. Like the, when you, when you watch porn or you watch a movie and it's like, it's there, it's very, it has like this sequence and this formula of like, (laughs) and it's like, once I started experimenting and using my voice, it was like the sounds that were coming out of me were, were so so powerful. And it was, it, it scared me in, in the beginning. And it, it scared me because I was afraid of what my partner would think. I was like, is this too much? Is this too loud? And he was like, no, I love it. I want more because it's, it's our authentic pleasure. And yeah. like uh, our partners actually want that. Yeah. Like they want, there's nothing I think that turned them on more than, than your fully expressed pleasure and knowing that they, took you there. Uh-huh. Like yeah. that's what is attractive to me. Like when I see my husband like turned on, I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, like, let me hear what that sounds like. Let me hear what your pleasure sounds like. Not just your interpretation of it or what you think it's, but like the freedom you can sense. It. It's just like you were saying in the beginning, the difference between an embodied transmission versus someone preaching. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you know, I also want to put this out there because I can see where women would be afraid of this, mm -hmm. or especially if they've ever experienced a partner telling them to shh yeah. or be quiet. I know me personally, I've had that a couple mm -hmm. of times, whether it was because I was hysterical about something happening mm -hmm. or whether it was in sex mm -hmm. and how that shuts us down. And we don't want to vocalize, which impacts our ability mm -hmm. to let go. <sighs> yeah. And to, to remember... Again, it goes back to conscious communication in those moments if we could have really gone into um, what was actually happening, we would have likely found out that there's something deeper and it's yeah. not just our 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 voice, yeah. you know, but we we take it and it just shuts us down and we're like, I'm never going to be loud again. But but it's so I mean, how many people talk about your throat, your throat chakra and like your jaw and your, your throat and your jaw and your tongue and your lips are all connected to your yoni. Yeah. It's like, it's all, it's all the same thing. So if we can't express with our voice, then we're missing out on probably a lot of pleasure. In yeah. Our, in our pussy. Right. <laughs> yes. So when she says yoni, that is tantric for yes. pussy, vulva, flower, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Cosmic cave. Cosmic. Ooh, I like that one. That one's going on my list. <laughs> um, now you've been in a long-term relationship because you're talking about your husband, mm -hmm. Johan, who is super divine and yummy and delicious. How do the two of you, have you kept um, the passion and the heat in that relationship? Because oh. a lot of couples, you know, ascribe to the belief that you either have passion or you have marriage, but oh you God. don't have the same, you don't have both. I, I am, it's such a great question and I'm so passionate about it because in, you know, I've said this before, I was super shut down sexually when I met mm -hmm. Johan, super, super shut down. I mean, he opened me massively and like he's the most incredible container and the journey to where I am now has been, it's like exponential. It's mm -hmm. unbelievable. And I think it really comes down to, to, we both have a willingness to continue to discover. I have a deep, deep, deep willingness. I want to learn. I want to know. And one of, I mean, listening to the Jaya podcast for you, that was just like, yeah. it keeps, there's, there's so many different portals to open. And if you have a willingness and the, our love continues to grow uh -huh. and we're more in love now than we were when we first met. So why can't your passion and why can't your pleasure and why can't your sex life grow? Mm -hmm. It's the same, the same way, like the, the same energy that you would put into a workout retreat, like routine or mm -hmm. like, or a, you know, cooking, put that same energy into your sex life. I, I pushed myself and I, I, I explored mm -hmm. and I also pushed him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I was also a mirror for him. You know, there was a, period in our relationship. I hope he's okay with me saying this, but <laughs> there's a period of our relationship where he, I was like, you're amazing lover. Like we have an amazing sex, but I was like, I want to feel your heart more. I was like, I want deeper intimacy. I want to like, I want to, while you're like making me come, I want to feel your devotion, you mm, know? Wow. So it's like, it was, took a lot for me to express that, but like, that's what it, you, you need to keep being in full transparency. That's like the number one secret for us is like if we can say the, the the thing of like I'm not really attracted to you right now like that's freedom because mm -hmm. it's then it's not living inside of you or mm -hmm. like that thing that you do I don't really like or that thing that you do I really really like mm -hmm. you know it's like how else are we going to learn unless we 
we talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Like we we're doing this uh, tantric course right now, and we were having a, like a, a date yesterday, and we we're having like a very wild oral play, and it was like the the instructions were like, go wild and go crazy. And just like, so I started doing things that I've never done before. And it was super fun for me. I was having a blast, but then to see him, he was like, I really like this. And I was like, oh, wow. I had no idea that, that you would even like this. So it's like, keep discovering, keep, don't just feel like you find your, you know, all the movies, all the Disney movies are like, you find your partner and it's happily ever after. They don't show you what happens afterwards. It's like, you there's a you have to have a willingness to keep discovering each other and not putting like a like a, a projection of who you think that they are oh my god yes yeah and assuming they're the same person six years ago. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck if I'm the same person yeah. six years ago. Thank Fuck God. if I'm the same person six <laughs> months ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Yes. That's so good. That's so potent. Wow. And, um, the, what, you know, what's coming to my mind is, is, so you guys have this deep practice. You personally have this deep practice. And for some of our listeners out there, some of them are on their own journey. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're with a partner and their partner isn't in as much of that. Like, yes, let's expand our sexual pleasure. It's all about, okay, honey, you do that. Mm Mm-hmm. When we think about these men or these women who feel like they're on their own journey, mm-hmm. you know, having to learn how to turn themselves on and, and do all these things and expand themselves for the sake of their relationship or just their own sex life. And <laughs> here's what here's my prescription, my doctor's prescription to everybody. Get Rachel's book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wild open you can get it on amazon (laughs) but really like this this is a conversation you and i had had about writing eroticism Mm -hmm. or writing your own or reading somebody else's and that's something that i used to do too i used to go to the coffee shops or Mm -hmm. you know like airplane you know (laughs) flying somewhere and I'd be sitting there on my laptop like feeling really juicy and writing like this really (laughs) sexy stuff right and just feeling the air around me getting really thick and be like oh my god I'm like doing a service to everyone right now everyone around (laughs) me you're welcome (laughs) because I know people are feeling turned on right now just because I'm turned on Mm -hmm. right now Yes. So how would, how did you get into this? Is this a practice of yours? How did you get into writing this book? I mean, it's so funny because like, I love that you said you were on an airplane because like at the, just recently I was reading erotica on the airplane. I was like, this is so inappropriate, but I love it. <laughs> I was just like, I'm getting so hot, right? <laughs> but you're right. It's good for everyone. Um, Yeah. Like I said, I read it a lot when I was younger, I was just turned on by it. And then through, I was writing poetry and I've always loved writing poetry. And then I was finding my desire to want to read erotica. And I was finding that I wasn't, wasn't finding what I actually wanted. Mm, It was like masculine erotica was like lacking some consciousness and feminine erotica was lacking some, some 
fire. Mm. So I was like, okay, I want to mm. combine the two. And my husband and I were, had a period of being open in our, in the very beginning of our relationship. And I had some experiences that were super activating for me and then also super activated us. Mm. So, um, through that is when I started writing about it. And once I started, I was like, oh my God, I love this. Like mm. I want to, I love writing about that specific moment, like over and over and mm-hmm. over and mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. again. It's so hot. It is. It's yeah, like, I, know. I read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I encourage like all of us to, you know, because it's just like you said, there, yes, there are relationships or if you're not in partnership where the other person is like, you know, where you're alone in it. And so you have to figure out your own ways to experience pleasure mm-hmm. and figuring out like a plethora of them versus just like, oh, I'm just going to masturbate. Yeah. Um, like, why don't you do pleasure practice? And why don't you masturbate to your higher self? And why don't you like figure, like check out Erica Lust who does like conscious, oh God, you know? I love her work. Yeah. It is, it is so good. For anybody who doesn't know who Erica Lust is, Lust. she is a, I know, <laughs> sorry, but yeah. now we will help you. <laughs> She is a feminist uh, porn director and her work is very artistic Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful and there's real orgasms Mm -hmm. and there's foreplay Mm -hmm. and there's, you know, it's just like, yeah, creative. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's like, it's so, we have to explore these things for ourselves. And exactly like you said, when we're turned on, we are spreading the radiance and essence of that turn on. We're giving others permission. We're liberating others to own and, and like experiment and play with their own pleasure. And it's Mm -hmm. like, there are periods of time where I I wasn't feeling met in that. And I just, I just kept going. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't care what anyone else is doing. My pleasure is for me and, and I can have complete ownership over it. And so I'm going to, I'm going to be the, the the student Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to learn, 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 learn. And I'm going to try, 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 try. And I'm going to play, 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 play Mm -hmm. and come, 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 come. I mean, what an awful job to have. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Office job. Yes. (laughs) Pleasure job. I, I don't know. Oh my God. It's so true. It's yeah. so true. I wonder, can you, can you like uh-huh, titillate us with one of your readings? Oh yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Situate yourself. Yeah. This is, this has also been a, a beautiful, like, I feel like the next level you get to is always like taking you to the, to the deeper edge. So writing this was such an edge, publishing it was such an edge. And now like reading it has been such an edge. Mm-hmm. It's great. Okay. I'm just going to like randomly pick one. Because she doesn't want any of the, her poems to have hurt feelings that they weren't picked. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like the child. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is called pit in the pit of my stomach. I ache for you. My heart bleeds as I think of you. Remember me. Don't ever forget me. My smell, my untethered essence provoking you to take me. Grazing my thigh, igniting my unbound nature. I am wild. You're wild. You unleashed me. You unleash me. Lick away my tears as I come for you as I come to remember who I really am. 
Lock eyes with mine. Stare into me. Sink your breath with mine. Feel me feeling you. Stroking our magnetic fields. Heightened. So close, yet so far. I feel you. I feel you feeling me. Our secret territory where we are left bare, raw, and uncovered, bathing in each other's cosmic release of pure love. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) I think I have my new favorite. Yeah! (laughs) I'm like, let me go hear my favorite. <laughs> I'll see you later. I'd go like oh, real quick. Wow. Wow. Mm. The way that you write is so like I all of my phantom senses, which mm. are the senses that that um allow our body to feel something that isn't there. Everything is just like I was there. Mm. My body was feeling it. It was in that moment. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's the place I go when I write is like, I'll think of a word and yeah. I'll create a story and, or I'll pull on an experience yeah. and, and I put myself in those, like, and that's the eroticism for me is those like moments of like, I feel you feeling me. Oh. That's n- not just about penetration. It's like feeling someone enter your field with their yeah. consciousness and like, you know, pleasure your insides mm, yeah you know like that feeling of, of somebody's look you mm-hmm, know like mm, you mm. feel their look on the back of your neck and you're <sighs> like, and you just shudder and you're like <gasps> okay i know somebody's watching me right now <laughs> yeah yes. yeah it's so hot <sighs> it's so hot uh-huh yeah yeah it's just the the like the energetic of it uh-huh i mean when you think about it too like our fantasy is is so strong for all of us whether we like own it or not we love Mm. fantasy um because it because we go into those phantom senses we feel everything it's Mm -hmm. like we're we're wanting all of us just want to feel more yeah if we let ourselves yes i mean there's also a lot of fear of that too their fear of feeling yeah 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 oh my god did you have any authors that inspired you like erotic authors you know what's interesting is no it was like i the, the way that this came through was so, um, at the risk of sounding too, like, woo-woo. It was just completely channeled. Yeah. Like, like I said, still sometimes when I, I've read this so many times, I'm like, where did this come from? Uh-huh. It was just me writing as a form of healing. And it wasn't until I was, like, done with the book and publishing it that a friend of mine was, like, read was reading some of it and she was like have you ever heard of Anais Nin and I was mm-hmm. like no yes. and then I just went I'm like I've, I've been binging her yeah. since then and I'm, gr- I'm super grateful for her because she's propelled me into the more darker realms which I'm very grateful for of yeah. like she really pushes the boundary oh, she's good she really <laughs> and, and I love I mean her writing is so incredibly poetic and that's my appeal is like I want I want the the really raw 
stuff, but I want it poetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's emotion there. There's yeah. feeling. Exactly. In that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kind of the intellectual, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how I write too. I'm like, yeah. like, I can't write psychology themes in like straight text anymore. It all comes out just Which is emotion. why it is so accessible yeah. and why it's so, I mean, I, I've said this to you so many times. I love everything that you write oh, because, thanks. yeah, because it because it's not going to their head. It's hitting and coming through their heart so people can actually receive and feel it. Yeah. You know, that's how I think we all integrate as human beings versus like intellectualizing it. Yeah. You know, we got to experience it. Yes. Yes. And, and you know, this just comes full circle of the work that you do. You help people to experience exactly what you're teaching. And I wonder as we wrap up for today, um, is there anything that you'd like to share with our audience? Just a little tidbit to leave them with something that to inspire them. Um, I think the most important relationship in the entire world and universe is your relationship to yourself. And I think that when you are cultivating and discovering your relationship to self, that that will ripple out and affect the rest of your entire life. Mm. And that means loving your darkness and your light, understanding your thoughts, um, healing your relationship to yourself that was maybe propelled by circumstances out of your control in your youth years, Mm. you know, like look at those places. If you're feeling hurt around something like create a safe container and, and come to your own service. Mm, You know, the the Tantra for me is first and foremost, your relationship to self. Yes. Oh my God. So much. Yes. Mm -hmm. And how can people find you or find more information about you so they can connect you can find me on instagram (laughs) at positive pringle positive and pringle like the potato chip and you can also find me on my website i am rachelpringle.com and like kat said wild open sacred erotica poetry is on amazon now yeah, it's so good. I read it and I was like the first review. Yeah, I know you were. It was <laughs> so like, good. <laughs> Reading the reviews was like such a trippy. I was like, oh my God, I had to, that was a new level of me receiving myself. Yeah. Talk about a practice. I was like, whoa. <gasps> they see me. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> I'm exposed. <laughs> and exposed she is. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming onto the show. Everything, all of your words were really powerful. Thank you. That was absolutely divine. I'm like, I'm like lit. <laughs> yeah. I want to write more. Yes. Get it. <laughs> All right, lovers. Thank you again for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, please head to eatplaysex.com to subscribe to the show, connect with us and get your free lesson on how you're preventing your own pleasure potential from my online women's program, love.body. Because our goal here is to help you to eat, play and sex better so you can improve your sex life which will obviously improve every aspect of your life. We'll see you next time on Eat, Play, Sex. Thanks for tuning in, lovers. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You can find out more about our guests and topics from our show by checking out eatplaysex.com. Until next time, don't forget to nourish your sex life.